Bringing you the top stories from Bonners Ferry to St. Mary's and everywhere in between. This is the North Idaho PrepCast with Ryan Skaggs. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we break down everything districts one and two each and every week in this great state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey, as always, joined by Ryan Skaggs. What's going on, Skaggs? Not too much, man. Uh, glad to be back after a, a break last week. There was a lot go. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. <laughs> this I will I will say that the reason we didn't have a, a podcast last week was 100% my fault. Ryan was rocking and rolling and ready to go. This is a really bad time of year to get sick <laughs> because there's so much stuff going on. And so I was I was just a little under the weather last week, but uh, it's good to be back. You know, it's been like a couple of weeks since I've done this. So if I'm rusty, I'm going to lean on you today. Big guy. <laughs> well, I had the man cold like easter weekend too so i mean you know i was kind of on the back end of it last week so i'm feeling good now but yeah i it, 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 there's something going on there's something going around so my kid was sick last week too yeah so anyways as we transition <laughs> into uh my personal as we go from my personal life into what people really tune in for which is north idaho sports let's let's uh, after a week off let, let's bring it back in with something we haven't really talked about on this prep cast yet and that is lacrosse uh, lacrosse is one of the fastest growing sports in the state of idaho uh it's not affiliated with the official ihsaa yet it's a strictly a club sport but uh, more and more schools more and more communities are bringing lacrosse in including uh, up north, there's a couple of programs. Yeah, Coeur d'Alene, Lake City, and Sandpoint have teams up here. And, uh, you know, I was talking to one of the local players. I'll give a shout out to Levi Ballison of Sandpoint, um, who we actually, I believe, coined Captain Chaos on the football field. So, um, but uh, he's he was mentioning, he, he messaged me on Twitter and he's like, hey, how come you never give us any shout outs? And I'm like, hey, I don't know anything about lacrosse. So fill me in and I'll definitely give you a shout out. So he said, hey, we beat Lake City the other day. Uh, eight seven, and uh, you know we're looking at possibly be- making the playoffs for the first time this year. And both programs in Coeur d'Alene are doing really well too, and having a great season. So, um, yeah, he was just kind of like dropping a little little rabbit trail for us to follow as far as lacrosse up in North Idaho, something we've been missing and something definitely worth giving a shout out to. Yeah, the the way they do lacrosse here in the state of Idaho, it's a little different. Um, there's basically two state tournaments and it's not like uh, basketball where y'all go to one place over three days it's like okay the first <clears> round <throat> the higher seated teams will host and then the semi-final it's almost like football it's kind of where it's broken up over you know a couple of days and generally yeah. speaking the better teams get to host but the other kind of tweak is that there are two state tournaments and it's basically like a class a and a class b and Nobody knows exactly how it's seated, but generally, generally speaking, it's kind of based upon prior program history, competitiveness, numbers. And so what happens is uh, lacrosse right now is being dominated statewide by the Boise schools and the Boise schools. Uh, they know who's good and who isn't, basically. And they, they the, the premier programs all get put into Class A, and the programs that are still kind of new or struggling get put into Class B. Now, how does that affect the North? Well, uh, just like every other sport, uh, the North pretty much gets one bid. <laughs> and um, 
last year, uh, I believe Lake City made it, and they actually got to host um, a first round game. They actually played it in Missoula, Montana, to try <laughs> to try and meet halfway because the team yeah. was coming from you know Idaho Falls. Or, you know the benefit of having an Idaho State tournament in the state of Montana. You know. <laughs> But well, it, it does make sense. And and I will say that uh, the Idaho Lacrosse League um, does have one out-of-state team. Jackson Hole, Wyoming uh, competes with Idaho because in Wyoming, I'm not sure there's any other places that do lacrosse. Sure. So, it, but so yeah, they, there's last year there were playoff games in Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho all on the same day. It was kind of like a Northwest type. Well, of I believe thing, so. baseball used to, I don't know if it still is or not, but it used to be hosted at Tre- uh, Treasure Valley Community College in Ontario. So, yes, I don't know if it's still out there or not, but I know that we've had state tournament games in the state of Oregon. So, you know, that has existed before. Right. And, and so, yeah, it's not like too unusual, but um, I generally speaking, those North teams get the one bid, um, but maybe with the A and B bracket, you know, if Sandpoint is kind of still in the process of becoming a contender, um, maybe they'll be putting that B bracket. And again, like I said, I don't, I don't know how that all gets figured out. Yeah, it's I pretty, <laughs> pretty arbitrary, I think, but uh, way, way to go. Sandpoint knocking out Lake city is pretty big. And yeah. I guess, I guess Sandpoint's uh, dominance of the five, a programs continues, right? We saw yeah, yeah, football. Keep... Yeah. Football. And then now moving into lacrosse. So yeah, there's a, there's some success moving across the, the field per se, but, um, and we also saw them in soccer have a early dominant season too. So they're uh, they're they're rolling along. It's going to be cool to see. And I, I know that not to look ahead too soon to football season, but I'm excited for their schedule and quarter lane schedule. I got to tell you, man, like there's going to be some insanely awesome games this fall. Yeah, there's oh man, we'll we'll get there. We got to get yeah, to the finish yeah, we got, line. We got a long way to go for before that, but I'm I'm already <laughs> seeing stuff come out, and I'm like, yes, like we're seeing Coeur d'Alene playing rugby at, at University of Montana, possibly. So, um, there's yeah, some awesome stuff coming up down the chute. So I'm That's, looking forward to it. And of course, listeners uh, may or may not know Missoula is kind of where I grew up. So uh, I'll gladly volunteer to. Yeah, uh, I'll be your color guy if you want. I'll, I'll <laughs> hop on the bus with Cordelain. So. Yeah, <laughs> when it, whenever whenever I get a chance to go home, you know, you can't you can't pass that up. So all right, so that's kind of our lacrosse and uh, oh, kicked Ryan out. Hold on. Sorry, <laughs> I kicked I kicked you. I was waving my hands wildly and kicked you off the screen for a second. If you're watching this video on the. Uh, IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page. You'll see Ryan disappear and come back. If you're listening audio only, IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, uh, you'll have no idea what we're talking about. So anyways, let's move into another sport that we don't cover a ton um, or at least haven't yet. But now as we get towards the last three weeks of the season, we'll start talking about it more and more is golf. You know, golf is the first spring sport to wrap up. Their postseason is rapidly approaching, and there's a lot of good golfers up north. There is. There's a ton of good. I mean, Coeur d'Alene's got a, a rock-solid team. They won the Lake City invite. Um, we would have talked about it on last week's show, but <laughs> their entire lineup scored under an 80. Um, <laughs> so their medalist, I mean, was he was three under. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they got a solid program there at Coeur d'Alene High School. And, and Lake City and, and Post Falls got some solid guys. Lewiston's got some great golfers, too. And you go into the 4A ranks, too, and there's some some great kids around the area as well. Um, but a small school golfer kind of raised some eyebrows. Um, we don't see it very often in high school golf, but we had an ace, a hole-in-one uh, from C.J. Elliott of Genesis Prep. Got it on the par 3 13th hole Red Wolf Golf Club uh, in Clarkston for a tournament hosted by Lapway. It was supposed to actually take place 
at the University of Idaho. Um, and then they moved it because of weather. It actually went down to the valley. We've talked about before, you know, when weather stinks, you always head to the valley. Um, and so they had the, the tournament down at Red Wolf, uh, the new new owner golf club. It used to be Clarkson Country Club, but now it's the Red Wolf Golf Club. And uh, he hit a hole-in-one. Pretty awesome feat for a high school kid. That is so awesome. Um, and like you said, there's so many good golf. Coeur d'Alene. Uh, a kid that wins uh, an invite one week may finish third the next week, yep. but it's their, their lineup top to bottom. You're right. is so good. Uh, we talked about St. Mary's a little bit. Kellogg always has a really awesome golf program and the best golfer. I, I think personally in the North male or female is Braylon Bayer of Bonners Ferry. She's only, I, I believe only a sophomore. Um, and she is, uh, if not the favorite, Reese Gary from Kimberly is also very good. But those two will be dueling for the 3A individual title at state uh, coming up later this spring. So, you know, we have we don't have the greatest weather necessarily in the spring usually, but man, we've got some awesome courses. And um, even in Kellogg, you know, you've got Galena Ridge, which is only a nine nine hole course, but man, that course is awesome. And uh, you know, so you get to look at some. They get a some of these kids get to play just insane golf courses around the area. Um, the Idaho club in Sandpoint, I know host, it's a Jack Nicholas course. It hosted the IEL tournament a few years ago. And, um, you know, obviously you've got Coeur d'Alene resort, Coeur d'Alene public's a great course too. Avondale. And there's just some amazing courses up here in North Idaho that, you know, the kids get to take advantage of. Yeah. Even, even, uh, you know, over in district two, you've got some beautiful facilities out there as well. Well, And great courses. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of nice stuff out there now. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give a shout out to the Moscow, uh, golf team as well. They always seem to be uh, on the boys side, especially Bryden Brown and company, uh, always really good there. So, uh, all right, let's move to track and field where it has been a school record year for post falls boys and girls side every week. Uh, Samantha Wood <laughs> setting or bettering her own previous school we're, records and the we're doing a new event and just setting a school record the first time ever running it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. T- t- uh, tell us a little bit about that because that happened a couple weeks ago. But what a wild! She usually runs the mile and the two mile, right? Yeah, she runs the mile and two mile. She steps step and the eight hundred. She steps yeah. out on the track for the four hundred. And first time ever running it, I've got the time. It was like, what was it, 57-7 in the 400, which set the school record, and it's the number two time in the state of Idaho. (laughs) So, I mean, come on. It's just not fair. It's really just not fair running against her. But there's a – Post Falls has got some insane athletes. And, you know, you got Anastasia Peters, who also runs the 3,200, who's got the number three time and the number four time in the 1,600. So, I mean, you've got two of the top five runners in the state in in every event it seems for the distance runners at post walls and and again the problem is that boise high has not only the athletes to match those top two you mentioned but then yeah they've got a whole team of distance runners that yep. just make it so tough but uh post falls could go, go down i think you get a top three finish on the girls side uh provided they get some wins by wood and company uh and then on the boys side um, Dalton wild has continued to impress in the short sprints also. Yeah. Dalton goes down to the, uh, the night invite down there at, at BK and in his prelim, he runs a 10, nine, five in the hundred and sets the school record just casually, <laughs> I believe taking second in the event, but, um, you know, he's got the number three time in the state in that event. Um, but there are some simple times now taking place in the state of Idaho. I think 
you know, we're seeing a different breed of athletes start to come through a lot of these schools. I mean, from 3A up. Um, and we can even go into the 1As. You know, you look at Cadence Beck at, at Highland on the girl side is just, I mean, she's got the number one time in three different events um, in the state, you know, if, and she's basically the track team. Um, so there's, you know, and then Kristen Wimhoff from Prairie showing up now, and now she's, you know, starting to set some top three times as well. Um, so there's some great athletes that are, that are up here in North Idaho that are going to definitely make some noise, uh, come state. Yeah. And we, you know, we've talked about, you know, like the throwers from Orofino, um, they've yep. been really awesome. Lewiston has some good athletes. Um, yeah, there's some awesome track and field action. Going. I would have loved to have been there for that 100 duel between Dalton Wild and, and James Onanabosi of yeah. BK because that dude can fly. I think he committed to Utah to, to run sprints for the mm -hmm. youth track program. So um, that's good company well, yeah, the, to be in. The Bears down there, Kimberly, and I mean, good grief. It's just, it's not fair. It's really just not fair. Dude, you want to hear something insane? All right, real quick. I know we don't talk about Kimberly because they're District 4 and this is District 1 too, but th these brothers, uh, Jackson Bear and Gatlin yeah, Bear. Yeah. He, uh, Gatlin's only a sophomore and uh, ja Jackson's a senior. He's going to go compete in the SEC in the decathlon. Um, he's going to go to, I believe it's Arkansas. Um, yeah. and, and they've already got a brother that's at uh, Mississippi State <laughs> competing in track. Uh, an older brother, Peyton Bear, has already graduated. Okay, so here's the crazy thing. Those three boys are all very talented. I have heard that they've got a younger sister who's in middle school, Carly Bear, and she is, they always say the youngest is the best to come through, but I do know she just uh, set a new middle school record. I think it was in the 400. It's the third best time in the nation for yeah. middle school. I mean, <laughs> how insane is that? <laughs> the genetics are the genetics are decent in that family. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> I'd yeah, just all right. Um, yeah. holy smoke. Anyways, uh yeah. But so uh, that's go ahead. Yeah, and I also wanted to give a shout. Rusty Lee um from Sandpoint, he's continuing his terror. He's got the you know the number two time in the in the one ten uh hurdles. He ended up winning the, the Pasco invite, which was pretty cool. Um obviously we know he's got the number number one time in the 300 hurdle still. Uh, but he shows up in the high jump and ends up jumping 6'2 and now has the number two jump in the state. So, you know, there's there's some guys that are just coming out. Like we talked about weather getting nicer and stuff coming out of the woodworks and Lakeland's four by one team, you know, ends up throwing down the number two time so far at 43.9 um, in the four by one. So there's there's a lot of stuff that's just like these, these kids are coming out and uh, showing up every week now and, and especially in the three A's three A's are now really making some noise up North too. Um, with a lot of their times and distances that are going on, like, um, you know, Eric Deem from is, is set a pole vault, 12 feet. He's got the number five. He just shows up out of nowhere. Um, and then, uh, Shane Gamber from priest river in the 300 hurdles, he's got the number two time, you know, wasn't even on the radar most of the year. And all of a sudden now he's starting to run some blistering, uh, splits. And so there's, there's uh there's definitely some noise to be made now. I think the next two, you know, two, three weeks as we lead up the state state meet. Yeah. And uh we'll we'll keep an eye on all of those great track and field performers. Uh let's continue our spring sports circuit here. Uh let's go let's go to softball because man, there are some interesting uh, you know, I'm gonna call them pennant races. They're not you're not really fighting for the pennant like in major league baseball, but there's some interesting pennant races uh, coming up down the stretch. Um, by my estimation, really the only 
the only district or classification that's pretty settled is 3A. Timberlake's kind of running yeah. away with things there. But otherwise, you've got a 5A between Lewiston, Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls. They are all right there. Lakeland yep. and Moscow fighting in 4A. Uh, in the 2A ranks, you know, we thought St. Mary's, you know, they were one of the best teams in the state. But, but Orofino continues to show up. And they yep. um, they beat St. Mary's. They ended up being a non-conference game. So St. Mary's, you know, swept Orofino in the three conference games, but still to get a win against St. Mary's was impressive. And then in the one A as well, um, the one A is crazy. Paul kind of coming weird. out of nowhere now, just on a tear where they're eight and zero in conference now. <laughs> Well, and, and Potlatch was one of the best teams last year and just got yeah. into a, a bad part of the bracket. They've got Rebecca Butterfield and Emma Chambers. And uh, yeah, they're, uh, you know, we did an interview last year with Dean Butterfield. He's the softball coach at Potlatch. And he talked about how um, his daughter, Rebecca Butter Butterfield, has like, you know, like eight different pitches she can throw. <laughs> it was like eight or nine pitches. And it's just nuts. But um, speaking of pitching, I think the top softball story has got to be in Lewiston where earlier this week uh, there, there's all these Barney girls on Lewiston, yep. right? There's Taryn Barney and Robin Barney. And now there's a freshman Jenna Barney. She throws a no hitter. Yeah. Cool throws a no, no against Sandpoint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and Lewiston, the crazy thing about the Bengals too. I mean, you look at the, the five, a IEL, you know, they're sitting with their league record. They're seven and three, but they've had so many cancellations due to weather They've on their schedule remaining. They've got two against Lakeland. They've got four games against Lake City still, Moscow, and then two against Post Falls. Um, realistically, they could run the table or get a split with Post Falls. I think is more realistic. But you know, if they got a split with that Post Falls left, I mean, that puts them at four league losses and, and runs the table down the stretch. That's that's looking really good for districts going in, but. You know, Post Falls has a favorable schedule down the stretch. I mean, they've got Coeur d'Alene still in front of them with this. You know, I would see them probably splitting in that. But um, with Post Falls having Lewis and Coeur d'Alene left, um, Coeur d'Alene's got Sandpoint, Lake City, Post Falls. Um, so it's, uh, you know, the Bengals really have, I want to say, the outside chance to to maybe sneak in either to the one seed if they can, you know, make some noise down the stretch and maybe Coeur d'Alene slips to Post Falls. Um but it's really, I mean, that five A's, the top three teams are brutal. They're both, they're all good, all really solid teams. We we saw it in so many sports this year: volleyball, girls basketball. Not always the same schools, but uh, generally three of the four football have, have <laughs> yeah, all been every, yeah, every very. Sport, yeah, I think very, it came down in almost every sport. Right, and somebody's got to finish fourth just by virtue. That that's not to say that you know Lake City isn't good, but man, they're just they got to play some of the best teams in the state. So, so you know, somebody's got to finish last. It's just the way it goes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fascinating to watch those races develop down the stretch. I think the craziest schedule to end the year is going to be Lapway Lapway softball before last night, they played Troy in a doubleheader last night. It was their second and third games of the year, respectively. Prior to last night, they had played one game. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> and so they Weather has caused an absolute nightmare for some teams' schedules. Like you look at Grangeville's in the same boat too. Yeah, and and look at this. So, uh, by the way, Grangeville baseball uh, is hosting St. Mary's on Saturday. They're actually going to play those games in Kuski, at yeah. Clearwater Valley, which is kind of a cool deal. They're a little neutral site action, make it a little easier for both of those teams. Um, okay, so look at this schedule for Lapway softball here. 
Tonight, they play at Clearwater Valley. We're recording this on Wednesday, April 27th. The following day, Thursday, they're at Genesee for, for a doubleheader. Saturday, the 30th, they're at Nez Perce for two. Then they get a couple of days off. But next week, next Thursday, the 5th, at Potlatch for two. Friday, the 6th, at Prairie for two. And Saturday, the 7th, they host Clearwater Valley. So that is over the next two weeks, over the next 10 days, you know, they're playing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 12 games. Ten, 10 yeah. or 12 games, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like they're I, playing a city league tournament. <laughs> right. And 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 I only bring this up because uh everyone's gonna look right now and go Lapway, oh, they're 0 and three and whatever. It wouldn't surprise me if they got hot and all of a sudden everybody's like a Lapway came out of nowhere because yeah. um they had one game. Eight, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. And Ada Marks, the girls' basketball coach, is also the softball coach at Lapway. Her daughter, Jordan McCormick Marks, is uh, the top pitcher on the team. Lauren Gold. I mean, you're going to see names up and down the softball roster that you recognize from basketball, yep. and they're, they're winners. They just win. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Plays. So, I mean, and that's the thing about these lineups, too. I mean, I see some of these these kids showing up and – you know, you can look at Paul. Obviously, you knew Paulach was going to be good coming into the season. They started, we were like, oh, they started slow. They started three and two, but it was like they got rained out a bunch. And then all of a sudden now they've won like eight in a row. So, I mean, it's, you know, you look at the, what the loggers are doing and, and Kendrick's right behind them and Prairie's right there. And it's just, it, you know, it's going to be kind of a murderer's row for everybody just because that's what weather's done. But really what I see it causing is that you're going to get teams that are scorching hot coming into the state tournament. And it's just going to, it's going to almost create a vacuum, I think, with the, some of the weather issues that you've had that, you know, not necessarily the teams that get the time off are the ones that have the most success at state. And I mean, Centennial boys basketball, for example, you know, look at what they were able to accomplish making their run. So, um, yeah, I mean, coming down the stretch, you're going to see, I, I think we're going to get a state champion, maybe two out of the North on the softball side. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we got three. I mean, Timberlake's hot right now. Um, I don't know what they've got as far as rotation. If they they can, you know, withstand the entire state tournament and uh, make some noise there. But at least 1A and 2A, I see, you know, a couple favorites right there. Maybe an outside chance at 5A uh, with either, you know, Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls, Lewiston. But, yeah, there's, there's, there's a puncher's chance definitely there for at least two titles, I think. Yeah, in softball, <clears throat> excuse me, in softball, you know, everybody's got a stud pitcher in ace. Yep. If you've got two pitchers, you're you're in the mix. I mean, yep. that's what that's really what it comes down to because uh basically you trade off between the two pitchers. It's crazy to me how a girl that just threw seven innings is able to turn around four hours later and throw seven more innings. It's crazy. But it happens in softball all the time. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, especially if you got some stuff. I mean, it, you know, not necessarily just your fastball that you can throw throw some, you know, some of the junk in there that causes ground balls. You get a lot of ground ball outs. I mean, good grief. You can keep yourself not throwing very many pitches in a game, you know, protect your arm that way. Definitely. Uh, let's move to baseball where, you know, a, a lot of races to me are kind of kind of wrapped up. I think um, 5A Lewiston to me is is the clear best team. Um, Coeur d'Alene's right there. I mean, yeah, I know, I know. I just, uh, I don't know. I look at Lewiston on paper and I do, I really like them. I like their outfield, I like their pitching a lot. 
Yeah. Um, Sand, Sandpoint, I still like the best in 4A. I know Moscow is right there as well, but I still like Sandpoint. 3A, you know, it's going to come down to Timberlake and Bonners Ferry. Uh, you I know, like, I, I, like I like Bonners. Timberlake. I like Timberlake. I like Bonners. See, so yeah, this, and this is the interesting part. Um, 2A to me. Well, Kellogg's right there too. I mean, they're tied with yeah. Bonners Ferry too. So, I mean, I wouldn't right. put the Wildcats too far out of it either. But right, two A is is weird to me. This one, right. I don't. I mean, St. Mary's owning the the season schedule against Orfino and having the the losing record. I mean, just I look at it and I'm like, huh, okay. But I mean, Orfino's a solid program too. But man, it's just it's I, been weird. I really thought coming in that Grangeville was actually the favorite. They won the title last year. Uh, they won the football title this year in in a kind of a similar way. Yeah, they lost a lot to graduation, but they were able to still use their program pedigree. And I thought the same thing would happen in baseball. But they've really struggled. And it's I I think it's going to come down to really any of those three. And that's the crazy part about their playoffs, right? Whoever win, winning the conference will be so important because that gets you the buy into the best of three. Yep. Whereas if you're Orofino or Grangeville right now, having to play that play in game, that's a coin flip that could go either way. I think so. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, and then you go into the one A's and the one A's just like you look <laughs> at it and you almost get a headache. <laughs> You've got six legit teams that are there that could, genuinely win the district title i mean it's it's i mean genesee is good let's be honest but i mean there's not much difference from troy down to kendrick between anybody right and Tr and troy is a is a team that i've been pleasantly surprised by you know genesee we knew was going to be good with jack johnson um leading the way on the mountain cameron meyer as well yeah. and and troy last year was really good but it was it was behind the efforts of of Derek buyer on the pitcher's mound and of course he graduated and, and to the point where troy was a, a top three seed i think going into districts and they got upset it, yeah. that was a that was a wild district tournament last year by the way genesee came in as the five seed they ended up winning state <laughs> so um <laughs> there, there was a lot of upsets uh per I mean, usual you, you could see that out of cameo i mean you're looking at cameo right now they're sitting back there in fifth and i you could have the same scenario right there with the cubs coming through i i mean really 1a is just it's an absolute just meat grinder between them and prairie and clearwater valley kendrick's in the mix too that i mean and it's anybody's game. Honestly, I really do see that you could see the one seed losing in the first round of the district tournament. Yeah. Cami, I, uh, low numbers, but boy, they're, they're all really good players. And, mm -hmm. um, you want to keep them off the bases because once they get on the base paths there, that's a problem. They can steal yeah. bases. They, they like to, um, you know, they like making these wild bird motions and, you know, try and deke out the, the Savannah bananas. And, yeah. Yeah. Right. They, they do that a little <laughs> bit, but it's, it's fun to watch. Um, and, and to me, Clearwater Valley also, what a season they're having. Josh Bradley, their baseball coach is doing a tremendous job with the Rams. They, they weren't really on the periphery of too many teams coming into the season, but, but here they are now top half of the league. Yeah. And the pirates are still sitting right there too in Prairie. And yeah, you know, you look, you know what Kendrick has, they're young, but I mean, good grief. They can play. I mean, we saw them kind of make a, a run in state and basketball, and then we saw them obviously on the football field. But, you know, you got athletes, just put them on the field and let them let them do their work. You're going to, you know, usually find success, but you got to kind of get them in the right position. And, um, you know, they're 5-5-1. Five, five and one. But, I mean, obviously that schedule with that league is saying, well, I mean, I think they've got a, a tougher road than any of the other teams. But, um, 
you know, Genesee's just all they're doing is winning right now, and that's pretty much all you can do and take advantage if you get lucky and get nice weather. I mean, you know, we got rain off and on throughout the rest of this week, so it'll be interesting to see if we get any cancellations. Yeah, there's a lot of good um, brother pairings in the White Pine League, right? If you're a Genesee, you've got Teak Wareham, Cy Wareham, you've got for Prairie, uh, Chase Cashmitter, Cody Cashmitter, uh, even a Cameo, you've got Willis Williamson and Herschel Williamson. So, you know, it's all, it's all these family affairs in the White Pine League as well. A lot of fun to watch. So, um, all right, let's wrap up with tennis because uh, this was supposed to take place a while ago, but weather kind of pushed it, pushed it off, pushed it off. And now finally the biggest tennis invite of the season is happening this weekend. Yeah. So you've got the Inland Empire Invitational in Spokane. Um, almost every North Idaho team will be there. Um, plus you got all the Eastern Washington and Central Washington teams. I believe the number was up to like in the fifties. It's a crazy big tournament. I've coached there numerous times and uh uber competitive and it'll be interesting to see i think you know i don't know if any of the north idaho teams are necessarily a favorite to win but i think we might see some individual successes um even getting to the consolation finals matches on saturday is a huge deal um just making it to the second day period is is a is a big statement that you've got some success in your program you know i see teams like cordelaine and sandpoint um you know, Lake City is going to get a few kids. You might see a few out of out of Lakeland as well, and Lewiston's going to get a few, I think, to the second day as well. Um, Moscow, especially in the doubles, I think, uh, on the girls' side. Um, and then in boys' singles, I think might sneak a few through. So it'll be interesting to see. It's a different type of animal because you see different styles every match. You're going to see heavy hitters. You'll see, you know, the finesse players that have a really good net game. Um, but it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see. That your more balanced players tend to have the most success there. Um, and so, you know, if you got a heavy hitter, it's, it, you know, you almost do better throwing them in mixed doubles, um, just to see if you can take advantage of, you know, having some new mixed teams that are out there that get put together just for this tournament. It'll be cool to see what, what North Idaho can do, but it's a huge tournament. And I mean, there's, I think 14 sites, um, that games are played at. So it'll be, uh, it'll be, it'll be cool to see. It's a, it's a coaching nightmare to try to watch your kids. I can attest to that, but um, yeah, a ton of fun for the kids. They have a they have a blast, and we're supposed to have decent weather on Friday. So, looking forward to see how things roll out for that one. Yeah, as a coach, it's almost impossible to be everywhere, so there'll yep. be some unsupervised matches for sure. Yeah. Unsupervised, not in terms of like people are going to go crazy, but like uh, there there just won't be a coach there. There just won't be a coach. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. have a parent that might say something and then get in trouble. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you know, but it's it's one of those things that the kids just have a good time and they're playing, you know. You'll get a Sandpoint kid playing an Eastmont kid from Wenatchee and somebody that probably never see during the season. So it's a, a cool opportunity to to play some some new people. Important weekend for seeding at state as well. If you do well at this tournament, that's gonna yep. give you a boost when the coaches all get together and figure out how they big seed time. state. Yeah, big time. So. All right. Well, hey, one one week off and we came back and we hit every sport, Ryan. That's pretty good. <laughs> we rounded the bases on this one, yeah. We did. We're we're uh, we're gasping for air now, but uh, we did. We we chugged around the bases, and now we're headed for home. So, yep. Um, all right. Well, uh, hopefully the weather cooperates, and um, we have. Yeah, all, it was raining that. a little bit today, so we'll see. I mean, I think it, I'll hold my breath. The, the diamond dry is definitely. Uh, we're keeping that industry um, well in in force right now with <laughs> with the weather we've had the last couple of weeks. 
Right. And for those that don't, Diamond Dry is the stuff that they put on the um, dirt on a baseball, softball field, uh, you know, absorbs the rain and dries out very quickly. And so, yeah, we're, we're running out of time on the schedule for we can't have any more rainouts or anything yep. like that. So fingers crossed. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the North Idaho Prep Cast. We will be back next week to break down uh, the the Inland Empire invite and tennis and, and more important conference baseball and softball action as well. So for Ryan Skaggs, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.